from high atop 1926 Hollywood Boulevard. You're listening to SoFloRadio.com. What we're aiming for here, the ideal, is that you personify the themes of the campaign. That you make a statement just by standing up. Now, our themes are new ideas, new directions, change, vigor. Wallace, Wallace, Wallace. You are paying me to make you a new life. Politics. And in order for me to do that, I got to be in charge of all the elements that go into it. That means framing the overall strategy as well as deciding all the specifics. The look of the campaign. The look of the billboards. Bumper stickers. What colors they're going to be. It means the polling. It means the ads, radio, TV, newspapers. It means coordinating every piece of information out of this office to make sure that it fits with what our polling tells us the people out there are worrying about. Or what they're feeling good about. Uh, but aside from the, uh, the campaign themes, I want to address some of my long-term plans. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they're great, but they're not important. You see, my job is to get you in. Once you're there... You do whatever your conscience tells you to do. Oh, yeah, there you go. Hashem is in the hizzy. Welcome to the Groovathon special Shana. Ova edition. I am Tony C. Of course, as always, I'm joined live in the studio by Gramps Master Flash, the master of production and engineering, the on-air ying, to my yang, the man who makes our group of satiny smooth. Let's all say hello to Los Angeles. I'm glad I get to be the ying. You are, man. You're the ying to my yang, baby. Shalom, compadre. Thank you. What's uh, yeah? What's Hebrew for thank you? I don't know. Shalom. Shalom. Okay, yeah, yeah. you just uh, just very useful. There you go, man. Of course, every group thought centers around an attitude of gratitude. When when Hashem is in the hizzy, we got gratitude for days, baby. Mucho mahalo to everybody tuning in and downloading here in America and around the world, y'all. Yo, check it. Fifty-seven, seventy-seven. My boy, my boy's getting up there in years. I literally yesterday. You know, I had to sit down, quick convo with Otto Noya, you know, before kickoff. Obviously, I want to speak to the big guy before kickoff. I know what a, I know what a big pigskin fan he is, you know. Obviously, he's no spring chicken anymore. 57, 77, a little longer than the tooth. And I try to be nice. I want to be nice. I'm like, hey, big guy, man, you, you know, look at that over 57, 76. Right after that, both my beloved Mets and Jets got their ass kicked. So, lesson learned. The big guy does not like to be placated. I did, however, give him an attaboy for the Mets making the playoffs this year. Right on, which I love so, so much. Lots of stuff to get to today. How's your week going, man? Great. What's to complain about? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. There it is, baby. Happy New Year. And the Mets made the playoffs. I'm so grateful. We got lots of stuff to get to today. I told you I got a little something for you, a little stroke material for gun nuts. Uh, oh, okay. Let's say a little yeah. stroke material. Excuse me. Did you bring bestiality into the studio again? <laughs> I thought we talked about that. No, no, no. This is private right. server only. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, I know that's only. a sore subject. Well, so we got that. I got the GOP's Pavlovian response to anything proposed by President Obama and the party's subsequent public punking as a result of that ringing bell. And after a couple of manis on ice, because you know... That's nice. We got the man Shevitzer, baby. 
Okay, we got the Manny. It's Manny Savage to you, folks. Can uh, I get a Petty with that? You Manny, you Manny. That's it. That's gonna be. That's the name of a new drink, a Manny Petty. Manny Petty. Now, I got. To, I got been, some more. I've used that as a fake name at the roller rink. After a few of those babies, though, because you know, Manny on ice. That's nice. I'm gonna uh, drift off into the Never Never Land, where someone can lose a billion dollars and somehow maintain a straight face while continuing to hawk himself as a financial genius slash tax expert slash job creator slash brilliant negotiator slash blah. Of course, all that's going to be surrounded by two hours of the greatest, most diverse groove anywhere on the air. Just past two o'clock in the only Hollywood that matters anymore. Hollywood, Florida. Just past eight o'clock on the big island. Aloha. Shout out to the Kao crew over there. Just past seven o'clock in Western Europe, Blues of St. Anna, Lisbon. And yeah, just past nine o'clock in Jerusalem. <laughs> Yo, Gramps, you're about ready to twist off the cap on somebody's Concord great greatness? Well then, Baruch Atadonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Borei Puri HaGafen Yeah, baby, take a sip. It's the Groove Time on SoFloRadio.com you 
Oh, hello there. I'm Newton Ames, talking to you on behalf of the Monolithic Oil Corporation about today's energy situation. You know, if we all just sacrifice a little, we can pull together to beat the current problems of not enough energy. And Monolithic is doing its part by killing most of the birds that nest around our beautiful oil refineries. Birds eat up a lot of food. And as everyone knows, food takes energy to grow and prepare. So the fewer birds there are, the less energy will be wasted. Now, how can you help? Well, if there are any old folks around the house, just set them outside at night. This looks like a long, hard winter, and the fewer people there are, the less energy demand there'll be. Leaving the old folks outside is nothing new. The Eskimos do it all the time. And they know a thing or two about surviving in cold weather without much heat. <laughs> you betcha. Uh, uh, when you drive, don't take your foot off the gas for stop signs, red lights, little children, or anything. A smooth, steady driving technique is the most economical. The cost in human lives, suffering, and property damage will be more than offset by the savings in gasoline. Now... I hope these tips have helped you become more aware that the blame for today's energy situation is on your shoulders and your conscience and not ours. Monolithic Oil Corporation, we want you to pay. Rhyme to the rhythm of a, what should I give a brother time to move on? You better get another Vic to work with or quit, cause I'm on some old ill. It's capable of murder, but I never commit. Taking no shorts, so you better forget. Traveling the world on my total devastation Total supercalifragilistic against the execution of wicked witch Digging your ditch, giving your stitch by stitch Ain't this a stitch? Sweeter than lemonade, stronger than a hand grenade Rhymes are laid, go deeper than a mermaid Louder than a siren, I'm not retiring Inspiring, admiring, the way I'm getting frying And I seize the plectos, and I resent those Burgers who slept on, when they should have kept on Rolling with rush, it don't get no rougher I stop a huffer and puffer, buffer, suffer I was holding back the man superior, right? You wanna take my title, yo, you be a
ask you a question. Wait a minute. Tell you can take the game and rap and rule it alone. Demonstrate many styles on the microphone. Build an empire like an African king. I had to show a blue jack and ripper can swing. I'm a rapper's nightmare. I crush my opponents. There's only one title. I own it. MCs flip flop. I bust out the workshop. They try to eavesdrop. The way the man rock aerodynamically. It's so automatically. The way I articulate. Full of originality. Chase, chop them and stop them. Like a cheetah and a
you go, baby. Groovy, groovy, groovy. That is Eddie Jefferson doing Psychedelic Sally. Uh, Eddie's out of, uh, he's more, he was kind of a jazz singer out of Pittsburgh. Some dynamite stuff. I originally, I was, you know, we were going through the, the versions I have. I've got kind of a cool remix version. It's not bad. You know, the remix version that I, that I had in there originally. However, Purity, we love Purity. Before that, Black Country Communion. Man in the Middle, that is from their second release, Black Country Communion 2. That's, you know, that super band, Glenn Hughes, Bonamasso, Bonham, those guys. Before that, one of my favorites, man, Jimmy Todd Smith, Hello Cool J. It Gets No Rougher from Walking With The Panther. That's his third album. His first two albums were much more uh, street, very, very basic. There wasn't a lot of the, the production value that uh, the, the, uh, the L.A. Posse who had done – the entire L.A. Posse had, like, produced his first two CDs. And when he went in to do his third one at Chunking's House of Metal, uh, Rick Rubin got involved. And you could hear that kind of flow. The other guy, the, uh, the guy who mastered the album, was a guy named Howie Weinberg. You really want to, you want to see what somebody who's been involved with basically just more music than you can fathom. A guy named Howie Weinberg is, a, is a, one of these guys who does the mastering, uh, the, the master engineering of albums like at Chunking's House of Metal, you would have engineers who were all we were all fucked up anyway. So people would complain about us, and they had to send it to like a real engineer at the end of it all. This guy Howie Weinberg, you that one of my favorites. So I love that one. It got panned when it originally came out. People didn't like, you know, he would go on into like this love song thing, you know, and they were panned. But it's a fantastic record. It's really kind of where he transitions into some more. I don't know. I think it's groovier stuff. He 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 gets, you know. To cut creator starts getting better on that and stuff. For that, some funny stuff, man. National Lampoon Monolithic Oil Corporation from uh, one of my favorites. That's not funny. That's sick, you know, with a little frog coming out on the thing. He's got no legs. Yeah. Because they yeah. serve frog legs there. So you got no I always thought that was funny. You know, the guy who does that narration is a guy named um, it's Robert Dryden. When I first heard it, I thought it sounded like Norm MacDonald. It sounded hmm. exactly like Norm MacDonald. But uh, anyway, you look at great stuff. Before that, Lefty's Soul Collection, Move What You Got from Skimming the Scum, came out a few years ago. You know, some riffs are so fucking groovy that they demand to be played. And I was telling you, you know, when I first was listening to this, because I played Lefty's Soul Collection uh, Connection before. And when I was listening to this track, I'm listening to it. I'm like, wow, this is a great groove. I wonder where it goes. Three Mm. minutes later, I realized it didn't go anywhere. And I didn't care. That's where it went. It went to the groove. It stayed with the groove. You have four and a half minutes. And I was like, far out, man. Because I'm always listening to stuff. There's that song, because what I was thinking of was uh, Asian Dub Foundation, Rebel Warrior. Mm -hmm. When it starts out, and I'm like, wow, man, how it gets from here to the meat of the, the, you know, the, 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 the meat of the song, you know, how it gets in there. I always thought that was really cool. And this one, I'm like kind of waiting for it to go there. And after three minutes, I realized it didn't go anywhere, and, and I still loved it. So there you go. Lefty Soul Connection kicking it off. Yeah, a nice boy. He's a nice boy. <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah, the Rollins band loves so heavy from Get Some Get 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 Some Go Again. Okay, there we go. Hey, here we go, baby. Lachayim. Lachayim. To life. Let's get our Shana Manny We're going to get our Manny Swirl on here. Oh, oh, that's God. sweet. Oh, baby, you need that with a glucerna back. That's how I like my I like my man wow. with the glucerna back. I'm telling you. You know, we're getting our Manny Swirl on here. I'm, first things first. Okay. Yeah. The Finger Lakes Finest. Finger Lakes Finest in upstate New York. You okay? I can see. You're going to make that face. Yeah, you got to. That face. You got to get past the. baby. I, I can feel. That's some sweetness Literally, there. I just. 
you know, three, that's four like, glasses of this. That's like candy. It's basically, that's how you get diabetes. Yeah. Immediate. Oh. Immediate. I can feel it in my head. Right. And, you know, it's Manischewitz if you, if, you know, if you're not part of the tribe and stuff, if you're not from the tri-state area. But for, for, for us pros, I, it's just Manny. Sure. And so please, just for this holiday season, I beg of you, please do not Manny in Facebook. Okay. Uh, too late. I already posted that. <laughs> I know. The combination of alcohol, sugar, and knee-jerk ideology can be deadly. I have uh, been, you know, thinking, you know, I like, let me, get, you know, go into a bar. It's like, yeah, let me get a Manny with a splash of ginger. Manny, Manny on ice. That's mm. nice. Let me see. We got a uh, Manny up. You know, you want a man up? No, 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 no. I Manny up with a jack back, of course. All right, that, looks, that looks nice on Oh, there, that right? does look good. It's a good picture. Okay, so here's a couple other ones. You ready? Here's a drink for you. It's called the Manny Teeny. <laughs> oh, a manny teeny. Here's here's what it is. You right. get gray goose, gray goose le melon. Okay, you want that chilled. Then you put it in the martini glass with a splash of manny okay. and a twist of lime. Oh boy, twist of lime. And here's one. It's called a manny hanny. Now in New York, there was a there was a uh, there was a bank called Manufacturers Hanover Trust, which then got gobbled up by I believe Irving Trust Plaza, which then that got gobbled All up right. by Chase. But Manufacturer Hanover's Trust, its nickname was Manny Hanny. That's what he used to call it, Manny Hanny. So here's okay. a Manny Hanny. It is a three-layer drink in an aperitif glass. So the bottom layer is Manny. The middle layer is creme de menthe. Ooh. Okay? And the top layer is Everclear. And what you do is after you put all that in layers, you literally pass your Hanover oh. to glass, and you pray for the night to end at home instead of in jail or at the morgue. <laughs> Nice. You drink that, you're toast, pal. And what was the one you want? We have the Manny Petty. Yes. Okay, now what is that? Basically, that's like Manny on ice, <laughs> but then you get the bartender, some really cute girl to stir it with her toes. Right. <laughs> okay, we got that. That's the Manny Petty. So, Manny up, baby. Manny. Oh, man, I am. Lachaim, oh, man. baby. Lachaim. Here we go. Bore Paris Hagafen. I don't have to chug this, do I? Mm-mm. Not, cool. not. Not unless you want me I'm to have to call nine one one all of a sudden. I got this very sour strawberry drink over here. <laughs> Water down. Mm. So what went on this week? Carnegie Deli is closing. That's kind of a bummer. As a New Yorker, I mean, my mom lives right down the block from there. So uh, if I go home for Thanksgiving, they're closing in like three months. And basically, at this point, Katz's Delicatessen is like the last deli standing. I was, uh, I wrote something on Facebook. It's you know the, the the great delis of my youth, Wolf's Delicatessen, um, which was fifty seventh to sixth. Um, then you had Stage, the Stage Deli, which was a couple blocks south of Carnegie. They were good, but not great. They, you know, great deli if you like that. But for New York, you can always do better. And then it was um, one of my favorites was Shapiro's, which was on Seventy Second, best roast beef in the city. But now the only one left is going to be Katz's, which is fine down on House Street. I mean, Katz's Delicatessens, one of the great delicatessens in the history of, you know, delicatessens. So um, let me see what else I got here. I had. Uh, I should have popped this up earlier. I had some interesting stuff. There is a new ammunition. Uh, ah, that's exciting news. That's con- <clears throat> yeah, that has come out. I guess got to find this thing. Um, but basically, it's telescoped. It is telescoped ammunition. And what they're doing is they're making it out of a different kind of casing. So, mm-hmm. that, you know, for all you people who, like, for a six-power scope isn't good enough, you're not quite going to hit the target, they're now coming up with bullets, and they're trying to sell it to... Um, to uh, to the United States Army, um, experimental new experiment new experimental Army rifle uses telescoped ammunition. Defense con- contractor 
Textron. Okay. Has unveiled a new rifle at the modern day Marine Conference. Boy, where, how, where's my invite to the modern day Marine? Are you, are you a modern day Marine? I, well, I've been, to, I've been to a few modern day Marines, but it was usually in a bullet. Okay. Ah! <laughs> so the traditional bullet cartridges of a bullet seated roughly halfway inside a brass shell casing with gunpowder inside the casing. By contrast, the new rifle uses a 6.5 millimeter polymer cased telescoped bullet. The telescoped rounds feature a bullet completely encased in a polymer shell like shotgun with gunpowder surrounding the bullet and hmm. the shell. So, you know, it's a little bit something different. Um, you know, for all you gun people out there, time to, you know, basically it's time to start figuring out stuff. You know, one day the gun people are going to shoot the people without guns. <laughs> you think that's actually going to happen? Yeah, I think, that, you know, because you, you, look at who the gun people are. Okay, look at them. So, Have you met them? <laughs> yes. I, I, oh, all right, all right. I live in South Florida, yeah, so the well, answer to that question well, all right. be yes. <laughs> uh, here's a story to caught my eye. Outgoing rep uh, Tim Hulskamp um, is angry that he lost his primary, and he wants everyone in the House of Representatives to know it. This guy's from Kansas. Go figure. I, what are the odds? Kansas. Mm-hmm. Kansas. Basically, he got primaried. He's Republican, conservative, but for somebody out there didn't like him. So he got primaried and he lost. What he did was he went into the House of Representatives and decided that for all of these votes that are normally um, voice, uh, they're going to go through. They do it on a voice vote. Mm -hmm. Okay? And so it goes quicker. He made every single vote go to a count vote, hand count vote. So he basically, instead of everybody being able to get out of there in an hour, it took him like a day and a half. <laughs> you know, awesome. and it's all because he wanted to throw his little temper tantrum. And this is now happening a lot. Um, another headline that I that I uh, caught, disgraced Tea Party Republican files $160 million lawsuit against, against Michigan's GOP elite. This is silly. <laughs> And said the uh, speaker for the Michigan House Speaker, Kevin Cotter, uh, he br- said he brushed it off um, as a farce. And basically, this guy also got primaried. He also lost. And now he's suing, you know, for $160 million for defamation of character because of the way they beat him. I'm like, you're kidding me. Have you seen the election season? How, how do you, you're going to sue somebody for, for besmirching your name? Give me a break. So, you know, we're having fun watching the Tea Party basically go down to crapper. All right. Um, just briefly, we're going to talk about this tax thing with Trump. Just just for a minute, because I, I literally – have you heard my Donald Trump impersonation? Here we go. Okay. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> I see. I was, uh, yeah, that's it. It's the whole impersonation right there. Right. That was the whole thing. So um, Donald Trump – Basically, the New York Times over the weekend got a hold of his 1995 tax forms, his personal tax forms. And the interesting thing is that he claims that uh, in that year he took a $980 million, $950 million loss. He basically lost a billion dollars. By the way, he lost a billion dollars in the real estate market during the 90s when real estate was doing extremely well in New York. For all you people who think he's such a brilliant businessman, okay? And a friend of mine was like, well... I don't care. That was his own money. No, it wasn't his own money. If you don't understand how real estate works, what this guy does is he borrows the money to build the building. Then what he does is he he borrows against the equity in the building. 
Okay? Yeah. So now he's borrowed the money from the bank. Mm-hmm. Then he's got the equity of the building. He borrows against that. So when the bank goes down to Crapper, he can write off the the bank writes off the loss, charges us more. That's mm-hmm. our money. If the bank, you know, right. they're taking our money and loaning it out. Okay? And what he's doing is he's writing off that loss and he can carry that loss to future years. So every year he makes a profit after that, he can write it off against his previous loss. He's the only guy I know that can lose a billion dollars and still keep everything. Still his jet, his Mm -hmm. helicopter, his cars, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. The rest of us don't get to do that. How is it possible that you're going to have people out there to support this guy and say it's not so bad what he did? If he doesn't release his taxes, Mm -hmm. okay, then something is very, very wrong. And I wrote that there was a reason why he should be releasing his taxes. And the, the real reason is that we don't have anything to base our opinion of him on other than his business history. He has no right. history of public service. So there is no way for us to glean any information as to how he would actually serve the public. We don't know because he spent his entire life serving who? Himself. Thank you. Thank you. So the reason the taxes are important is so that we can get an idea of how he makes his money and what he chooses to do with it. And for him to – yeah, and by the way, he made a bullshit statement. He had a fidu- – No. I know. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute. Hold Let on. me get my notebook. Me you, you need another shot? Yeah. Oh, another, yo, let's drink up. Let's drink to that. All right. Drink down that no. Manny, baby. We're going to need it. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah, baby. Sugary goodness. That is Concord grape goodness. Oh, At man. least 51% Such Concord a good grape. diet. Like all last week, I lost some weight. Oh, yeah. It's gone now. This is going to put oh, it right on. Like I said, it's I gonna like It's going to go right to my boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. But um, he uh, was saying that uh, he had a fiduciary duty mm-hmm. to his investors and to the banks. Well, if that's the case, then how come this wasn't part of his business taxes? This is his private taxes. So he, his only fiduciary mm-hmm. duty is to fuck himself. And Warren Buffett said, bullshit. Yeah. Warren Buffett said, Everybody. I paid. He said, look, I could have paid nothing in taxes. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to, you know, I could have set sure. it up. So I paid nothing in taxes. He goes, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. And nobody's suing Warren Buffett, baby. Right. Nobody sues him. You want to know why? Because he does business the right way. He doesn't rip yeah. off. His clients. So all we know about this guy, okay, is the stuff that trickles out. You know, they, they keep talking about the 30 million, the 30, 30 million, 30,000 emails. It might as well be 30 million. What's the difference? Sure. sure. You know, the 30,000 emails. Is that bad? Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Private server, pardon me, moi. I'm, I'm not a big, I don't like that. Not a big fan. It's a fuck up of Gaussian proportions. You just lost 30,000 emails. Shut the fuck up. You didn't lose them. You got rid of them for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. You did it. You're hiding something. We know you're hiding something, Hillary. That's all right. Okay? I know that. You wouldn't be a politician if you weren't. Right. Okay? And that upsets me. I don't like that. Donald Trump, on the other hand, has completely hidden himself because he has no public record of service sure. to anybody but himself. And all he does is continuously lie. And I'm looking at this ad. Where they, it's, it's an ad that Hillary Clinton put up for the campaign, and it's got nothing but Republicans talking about how they can't vote for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. He's too dangerous, he's this, he's that. And I thought to myself, you know what? People who support them, people mm-hmm. who support Donald Trump, they see that ad and they're like, well, fuck you, you're the establishment anyway. You're the yeah. establishment Republicans. Yeah. Any excuse. There's nothing, there's mm-hmm. literally nothing that 
He was right. I, let's give, I know what Donald Trump got right. I know what he got right because he really could walk on Fifth Avenue, blow some guy's head off, and yeah. it wouldn't affect his poll numbers at all. Because mm-hmm. he said he hated beaners. Yeah. That's all. That's all it takes. I don't. And under- it doesn't matter what else you do. They can shoot their own mom. Oh, you know, but he said that thing about Mexicans. Look, Ann Coulter said it. He had me, he had me at Mexican rapist. <laughs> that's that's a, that's a quote from her, and that's exactly she's just speaking the mind of all of those people, of all of those bigots. That's all it takes, and it excuses every other thing. I, I just I can't stand it. I was like, look, you know, if you don't like the moocher class, I I hear you. Right, the moocher class. Yeah, the but billionaires. I don't ever want to fucking the billionaires. The billionaires are the biggest moocher class in America. What is it? Walmart's costing well, Walmart costs Americans six billion dollars, basically because they're not willing to pay their employees a living wage, the American taxpayer has to make up for it. Meanwhile, the four children of Sam Walton are mm. four of the 11 richest people in America. Three of them are in the top 10, and number mm. four is number 11. They yeah. are four of the richest people in America. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the people that helped them to make their money, they refused mm. to pay them enough because... So you that, know, you know, that, well, that's you can't get rich that way, buddy. You can't get rich that way. That so let's pawn it off on the government. This is one of those sure. problems I, I have know. with all these jerkwads who don't like Obamacare. Oh, really? You, you don't think that you should be forced to have health care? Or you don't think you should be forced to pay a tax or a fine if you decide not to? You know what? I agree with you. You're right. But if you cut your hand off, mm-hmm. okay, in a chainsaw accident, when you go to that emergency room, that other hand better be carrying a big fucking satchel full of money. Right. Because otherwise, you're, dream- sure. you're the moocher. You're the moocher. Yep. Donald Trump is the moocher. No shit. He's the, prof- he's the moocher grande. Muy mas moocher grande. He's the big one. Yep. He's the big fucking kahuna moocher. I got time. I just do this all day. I can just come up with, you know, moochies. He's literally... I just don't get it, and what I really don't get are his people who support him. I just – I have friends of mine, and it literally I, I said to them, I said, you know what? You know, you're going to have to figure out a way to show why you support Donald Trump without couching it in a well, manner Hillary that says, I hate that, Hillary. Yeah. Tell me yeah. – I'm not asking why you don't like her. I'm asking why you do like him. And all they do is make excuses. Yeah, well, I read that thing this yeah. morning. Oh, it was his money. No, it wasn't his money. It was so not the tax returns, buddy. Yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, let's clear up all this confusion. Yeah, Hillary did. Let's. Yeah. You know, where's where's your call for transparency now? Yeah. I love the. You know, and I love. They won't shit. release his tax returns. How is how transparent is he going to be when he's the president? But they don't care because he says he hates beaners. Yeah, and I, uh, you know, I I hear <laughs> somebody the, the stuff that these people say that they, they don't seem to give a shit about, and then the stuff that they choose to try and make issues about. Oh. President Obama's now on a campaign trail for Hillary Clinton. Why isn't he back at the White House working? Well, he would be, except every time he comes up with something after he's worked, you guys shoot it down, you assholes. Mm-hmm. You know? They don't care what he comes up with. He cure for cancer? Fuck you. You're going to put the health, the health insurance admitted, you know, industry out of business. Seriously, that's what they'd say. You know? Nothing matters to these people until it affects them and their family directly. Mm-hmm. But as a general concept... They just don't give a shit. It's all about sticking it to the man. And, in there, you know, they're the man. Right. Okay. Hey, Dick Wet, you know, listen to me very carefully. The guy you're voting for, yeah, he is the man. the man. Right. And the other thing the that I thought, man. and here was a thing that I thought that was the most interesting. I'm going I'm to finish off with this. Is that they're talking about how smart he is. 
for taking advantage of the tax laws. Hey, jerkwads, whose money do you think paid congressmen to write those tax laws in his right. favor in the first place, you assholes? Like, that's something to be lauded? Mm-hmm. Like, you should be lauding that? That he took advantage of the system so that he can make more money, and now you're calling him a genius right. because the laws... His ill-gotten booty. And, and in the meantime, we're, we're paying we're paying the taxes yeah. for the services that he's enjoying, like the roads and shit. And he's not paying any taxes yeah. on that. You know, nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to take a look at that. They just don't seem to care. It very it's very disingenuous. Yep. Yes, and yes, hip, it is hip, hypocrisy laden. Yep. All right, we're done with that. Well, Groovy. later on, I'm going to be talking about what I saw. I saw this one coming a mile away. I, the first day I, I read about it, I posted about it, that the 9-11 victims are full of shit on mm-hmm. this one. Okay? You want to sue Saudi Arabia? Go to bed Good and wake luck. up again. Yeah. Okay? Go ahead. They're like, they'll settle out of court for like $100 billion. Guess what? They have that. That's what they spend on underwear. Right. They tip the pizza guy. They tip the pizza guy yeah. a bill. Yeah. But come on. There's no way that's going to work. So I'm going to come back and talk about that, and then I'm going to talk about how, you know, this is going to be interesting because any second I, – I noticed that uh, daylight savings time ends like three days before the election. Yes, it's going to get darker. <laughs> daylight savings, da, 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 is, that, is da, da, da. that Saturday? It's like Saturday, November the 5th. The election's November the 8th. Okay? And then on November the 9th, darkness prevails. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. Talk about a plague on all your houses, huh? Right. Uh, yeah, that's that's going to be there. But basically, we now have, right after that, we're going to have some fun in the lame duck session. This is going to be a wild lame duck session. First oh, of all, you've got these mm-hmm. Republicans that got primaried out. So they're in there now. These are the people that were, these are the people that screamed and yelled, okay, mm-hmm. all those times ago. You should be doing that lame duck. You're going around Congress. Now, these very same congressmen, they want, they want that last hurrah. So mm-hmm. all of a sudden now, lame duck. Not so lame for them, because they just want to—they just want to fucking you know gunk up the machine as much as they can. Yeah, you know, as a parting, go fuck yourself. Sure, yeah, you like know? they haven't done enough. Like they haven't done it. Well, that's the whole point. Not only have they not done enough, frankly, as far as I can tell, they haven't done anything. Yeah, well, that's what—that's they, what, they, what they've done. They've accomplished they've that. Accomplished yeah. their goal, which is to make sure nothing happens. No nothing. Goals. Yes, that's it. There it is. Yep. In yep. a nutshell, we keep the groove going here, y'all. Take a sip, baby. Shaolin Temple Defenders on the Groove on SoFloRadio.com.
Crazy, I say. You stay here and you beat up on all your old friends. Because we don't need you, Bill, if you're crazy. Well, I am what I am. Back or beyond, right? Same as always. They call him Critical Bill because you never went up against a guy. Bill didn't put the guy in a critical condition at the very least. But in the days, there never was a better wingman when things got dangerous. Boys got equal parts piss, pesticide, and pure petroleum jelly running through those veins.
Your reputation far exceeds your skills, Mammy Rammer.
Temptation from Get Happy back in 1984. That's the Pseudos. Long way to nowhere. That's a 45 that came out in 1966. I like the the uh, B-side to that with Backdoor Man Bites the Dust. That's <laughs> the name of that song, which I thought was good. I'm Godzilla. You are Japan. Yeah, baby. Things to do in Denver when you are dead. Great flick. Watch that shit all day long. Great play. Yeah, absolutely fabulous play. The Elite, My Confusion, also from 66, Fort Worth, Texas. That's from the Back from the Grave collection. That is from uh, Volume 1. little more critical bill from Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead. The Starfires, I Never Loved Her, also 1966. I went on a 66 kick. Okay? That's band out of Los Angeles. That, uh, that song was actually on one of the Pebbles collections. There's like, I don't know, at least 10 of them. Um, but if you can find the original 7-inch 45 of that, an original pressing in fine condition, valued at like $1,000. It's like super-duper rare. So these guys are out of Los Angeles and kicking it off. Groovis Maximus, Shaolin Temple Defenders, Deadly Corners. That's from a uh, compilation called Soul Shaker Volume 8. Those guys are out of France. I've played them before. So I like them a lot, Shaolin Temple Defenders. Okay, here we go. What do we have here? Well, the first thing I wanted to, uh, to really, to, you know, the thing that's the most important thing here is this 9-11 victims suing Saudi Arabia. I wrote quite a bit on this. And when I, you know, the thing is, is that they're, what they claim they desire is to bankrupt terrorism. That is their thing. We went to, they went to, (laughs) right, exactly, yeah, I know. And I wrote, you know, I understand the sorrow-blinded 15-year knee-jerk desire of the families of 9-11 victims to exact some sort of virtuous vengeance upon the Middle East, Petsonavanti, who truly finance fundamentalist Islamic terrorism. But if their genuine goal is to bankrupt terrorism, then the path of litigation they propose is a straight-up waste of time and money and could potentially create some serious national security problems. Here's a tip. If you really want to bankrupt terrorism, stop using oil. Mm -hmm. And stop electing politicians who kowtow to the oil and gas industry. We're not addicted to oil. Okay? We're addicted to getting people and products from point A to point B as quickly and easily as possible. And the technology currently exists that would enable us to do so without crude oil-based fuel. Teleportation? Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, we've been tricked into believing that we're junkies and that we should be grateful for the numerous and willing, numerous willing and fully stocked pushers whose existence depends on a global habit that only they themselves seek to perpetuate. Until we're ready to get the oil monkey off our back, y'all can sue till the camels come home. And the only people that will benefit are going to be the lawyers. Mm-hmm. And I, um, you know, when the, the vote came down, this is literally how, how you punk Congress, because it's an election year. Mm-hmm. If this vote had taken place next year, it wouldn't have been 97 and 1 in the Senate. The only, the only person that voted no was uh, McCain. It was the only no vote. Okay? Because he mm. understood. Yeah. Because say what you will about that doddering old fool. Um, he knows what happens if you're in a foreign, you know, what happens when foreign countries decide they want to sue us for, you know, drone strikes. Right. Why not? That's to them. Sure. That's terrorism. Yeah. That's terrorism to them. Okay? And a friend of mine wrote that, you know, she posted the same thing as a friend of mine, and she said, you know, it's the stop using oil part that's an issue. Um, she goes, we use less oil now because of fracking, which she meant to say was less foreign, mm. foreign oil. Yeah. Wow. But she said, yeah. but that's a piss-poor solution to a serious yeah. problem. 
And I wrote, well, let's be clear. We aren't using less oil now because of fracking. We're using less imported oil mm. because of fracking. And I said, also, you brought up fracking like it's a good thing. Right. Never mind the fact that fracking is one of the most expensive ways to extract petroleum and that we don't know what's being pumped into mommy in order to coerce or to spew out another baby named Barrel and his other brother, Barrel. Oh, my goodness. You like that one? Oh, Come on. Okay. That's... Ooh, Ooh, I need another sip of Manny Chevy. Have another Manny, baby. Mm. You want that Manny straight up, don't you? I want the Manny up with a Manny back. God. <laughs> I said, but, and all the while, we're turning the heartland into the shake, rattle, and roll region. Because, you know, because why, do, why, why even give a shit about that? Because that's only important if you care about things like air and water and land. I said, what is important is that the rest of the world is importing more oil from the Middle East than ever before. So the financiers of terrorism are still getting mounds of money, which they can covertly use to finance more terrorism. If we stop using oil, which we can if we commit ourselves to it, okay, eventually the rest of the world will follow suit. And that will stop the money flow to countries like Saudi Arabia, Qatar, UAE, and Iran, not to mention Russia. Mm. Okay? <clears throat> Bonus package, price of consumer goods will go down since the cost of transportation will no longer be an X factor. 70% of this nation's products get to their final point of purchase via what? Truck. Mm -hmm. Truck. Sure. Everything in your supermarket arrives via truck. Everything right. in your supermarket arrives via truck. Now, we need internal combustion engines to get shipped from point A to point B, apparently. I said, the, you know, the, the other thing is that there's a great environmental benefit of not using oil because we no longer have to get stuff around using carbon-emitting vehicles. And if you're concerned about all the people in the oil and gas industry that will lose their jobs, don't be. Fuck them. Right, yes. Right, fuck them. Actually, right, when we can um – Burn them. <laughs> right. And, uh, for fuel. For fuel. And Absolutely. The, the, to generate Probably electricity. Probably less emissions than coal. Sure. And then, and then think, well, since they won't be around anymore, what the, uh, the reduced carbon footprint, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like a uh, monolithic oil company. Mm -hmm. Just put your parents outside. Right. You know, they know how to do it. It's going to be a long, cold a, winter. It's kind of a waste of all that oil and fatty tissue. <laughs> you know, right. Why we, put on we, the pounds if you're not going to put them to good use? That's right. We could render all of those people and, uh, <laughs> and make them into lamp oil. Yeah, I mean, you and, you've said this before on numerous occasions. I mean, all these people, they're, they're, they're you know, the people in the horse and buggy industry mm -hmm. worrying about how Henry Ford's taking away their jobs. And I said, at this point, oil is the scourge of our planet. And we all know that one day we will run out of oil. That is a fact. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. We currently have the technology to do everything that we do with oil without it. Mm -hmm. We have that technology exists, period. And, okay. It exists. It's there, and it's being used, just not on an incredibly wide scale. And yet, for some reason, we're reticent to do so. Why? We know that its continued use is fucking up the place, and pretty much everybody in the industry is a greedy douchebag. But day after day, we continue to be duped into believing that we almost eager, that we all must eagerly suckle at the teat of the Earth's industrial jackal. Why? And my point was made in reference to the 9-11 victims propelling the lawsuit legislation, claiming that their goal was to, quote, bankrupt terrorism. If bankrupting our ideologically duplicitous allies mm -hmm. is their true intent, then my strategy is a far greater chance at success than theirs does. comes with the added virtue of saving our planet. Right. Boom, baby. Oh, yeah. Boom, baby. How is that? Is that going oh, down? it's so sweet. It is. It's so sweet. And the Menashevitz, too. <laughs> Badoom, bench. Now, you know, 9-11 victims, uh, and look, I worked at the World Trade Center. 
I cried yes. for days. So that's the last time I cried. I used the bathroom there. That's, I, yeah. I used to have a passkey mm-hmm. for every single bathroom at Four World Trade Center. All nine floors, all bathrooms, executive, male, female, everything. I had a passkey. Nice. Yeah. Okay, you weren't that hard to get. So you, you got the pee somewhere. I always. I had to use the Sparrows in the yeah, underground we were, hall. Yeah, that was wasn't like the point. I have like any keys. Remember, like this is Wall Street in the eighties. Okay, mm-hmm. what were we doing in bathrooms? We weren't uh, paying. Uh-huh. Oh, I know. I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't paying. Let me tell you that. <clears throat> right. All of these, you know, and now, of course, what's happening? Okay, here are some of the uh, the new headlines I've been reading. Um, Congress's buyer's remorse after overriding Obama veto. Senators blame Obama for not helping them understand their own bill. And the reason they they did this is because to vote against 9-11 victims would have been actually having to take a stand as opposed to being a pussy. They got punked out. They got punked. Congress got fucking punked. And now, now we're going to have to go back and do it all over again. You can't let it stand like that. Foreign, you know, we seem to forget that foreign countries are like independent nation states. So they can do pretty, they can have their own laws. They're mm-hmm. actually allowed to do that. Yeah. They don't really? have to uh-huh. abide by our con- constitution. Oh. oh, that it were so. That's what the TPP is for. <laughs> right. Well, hey, look, mm-hmm. at this point, even we don't have to abide by our constitution. Right, right? no. There's, there's a new master. So, you know, this is what happens when you elect sycophants whose only concern is keeping their job and not doing their fucking job. They didn't do their job. They mm-hmm. didn't do their fucking job. Straight up, they did not do their job. And to complain later, oh, well, you didn't tell us what's in the bill. Hey, isn't it your job to fucking read the bill? That mm-hmm. is your, correct me if I'm wrong here. Or do you like, or is that part of your like congressional office budget where you get to hire somebody to do your thinking for you? Cause that's what happened. We abdicated response. They, they abdicated their responsibility to their, to the citizenry of this country. They flat out at, they just abdicated it. They, they don't, they don't give a shit. They care about being reelected, which is why you have these, you know, these Republicans bitching and moaning when they lose. In a, how is it possible? I couldn't get elected. I mean, I did everything that the, you know, that money told me to do. Mm-hmm. I did everything the corporations told me. To. How is it possible I didn't get elected? Right, reelected. You know, I guess they did. The other people just had a little bit more money. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, what is it? Eighty some odd percent of people who run for office, the the win rate is eighty some odd percent for the people who spend raise and spend the most mm-hmm. money. If you've got money, you can become an right. elected official. Right. That's, you know, and that's going to be increasingly more so now because billionaires have started to figure out that all it takes to run for office is money. Yep. You don't have to have an idea. You don't have to have... Or a background. Yeah, and, or background. Or you don't have to have a genuine desire to be a public servant, to serve the public, to serve others, people other than yourself. Like, there's no mm-hmm. way... Anybody who's a businessman can go into elected office and not do something at some point or another mm-hmm. that favors them. He's like, I'm going to put all my stuff in a blind trust. That's what he said. My kids will have it, and I'll never talk to them. I promise. <laughs> oh. Where's that man? Shevitz, baby. Oh, right I'm sipping. I need an IV. I need a Manny IV. So the other thing that I caught this week was um, 21 states file suit against Obama to stop another end run around Congress. Basically, what this is about is um, 21 states have filed a federal lawsuit in the district court, district court in what state? Yeah, Texas, in Sherman, Texas. Of course, that's where it is. They fucking these people. You know, you want to be in another country? Go right the fuck ahead. 
Yeah. Go ahead. Right. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. And I mean that last part mm-hmm. in all oh, yeah. earnestly. <clears throat> I say that from my lips to Hashem's ears. Yeah. You know Hashem's in his today. That's right. You know he's right here. So there's no way. Now here is Obama's mandate would force employers in all states to pay overtime to certain state employees. Those employees include bona fide executive, administrative, and professional workers as they were as they are not covered by the federal law that requires states to pay overtime to workers who performed beyond 40 hours in a week. Okay, and the mandate applies to both private and public sector employees that are doing work on behalf of the – so if you're a private sector employee that's hired by the government mm-hmm. okay, to do a job, it would apply to you. This guy writes, on the surface, that sounds somewhat sensible. Why shouldn't any state worker or private sector, uh, private sector worker contracted by the state be eligible for overtime if they work more than 40 hours a week? And this is, he goes, well, one reason why this hasn't happened in many states is that many states are strapped just trying to balance their current budgets. Mr. Obama's lack of hope and change, much less his promised economic recovery, hasn't helped. Nice. Okay, first things first, fuck you. Yeah. And just to be clear on this, okay, the other thing is this. Fuck you. Okay. Yeah. I was thought you were going to say the horse they rode in on because, you know, No, no, the what horse? The what horse? The limousine they rode in mm-hmm. to arrive there. Okay, basically what these guys are saying is that – this would put an undue financial burden on states. You know, states like Kansas. Mm-hmm. States like Kansas. You know why it's an undue financial burden? Because they cut taxes to all the billionaires. So now we don't have any money to pay anything. That's why the Louisiana LSU football team is, is you know, under the gun. Mm-hmm. They may have to stay. They, they don't have enough money. And that's sacrilege. That's the SEC, brother. You can't take away football from the SEC. What's going through your mind? That. Forget, forget race riots. That's riots. That's that's serious riots right there. This is, yeah, and one of the great quotes I thought here, this was one of these great quotes. It goes, uh, not coincidentally, Nevada, which basically half the employees, or like every, it was something like half of all small businesses in Nevada have an employee that could be defined as a state employee because tourism is the state's number one business. And so all of these small businesses are tourism-based. And so that would mm-hmm. be an undue burden. And the uh, the uh, the attorney general for the state of Nevada, a guy named Adam Laxalt, is the lead plaintiff in this lawsuit, even though, of course, it was filed in Texas, mm-hmm. you know, where all this bullshit. And he goes, and finally, when he filed the lawsuit, he said, this rule pushed by distant bureaucrats in D.C., tramples on state and local government budgets, forcing states to shift money from other important programs to balance their budgets, including programs intended to protect the very families that purportedly benefit from such federal overreach. Okay, here's where this makes me want to pull my hair out. Basically what this jackwad is saying is, you know what? We can't afford to pay. If we, if we pay these people more, then we won't be able to give them benefits. Okay. Yeah, but they won't need them. They won't need right. them. If you pay them the proper amount of money, they won't need the benefits that you seem to think are more important. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden now, these guys want the nanny state. They like the nanny state. Why pay people a fair wage? Okay. Right. Let's put the burden on everybody. Let's spread the burden around. We need to spread that burden. By burden, read. Mm-hmm. Bullshit.
That's what this guy basically just said, though. Yeah. We can't afford to pay these people because if we do, we're going to have to take money out of the social services that we were giving them right now. Well, how about you just take that money and pay them, and then you won't have to have the government involved, which means you won't have to have, to, you won't have, to have the agencies on a state level, okay, mm-hmm. monitoring them, so you won't have to pay for that either. So it's a right. big money saver. This is a money saver. Mm-hmm. But you know what it does? It takes Joe Schmo in, you know, in Podunk, Texas – out of the mix because he's no longer now, you know, basically able to determine where the money goes. Mm-hmm. He can't say so and so gets benefits and so and so gets tax rates. Everybody gets paid for what they do. And if mm-hmm. you do that and you pay them properly, better you won't need the benefits. Right. I just every time I read something like this, the hypocrisy is out the fucking yin yang. And of course, they're complaining. Oh, he's making an end run around the Constitution because he's going to do it during the lame duck Congress. You, you okay? First things first. This Congress has been lame duck for fucking eight years. Right. It's been lame duck since, yeah, since the second week of November 2008. Mm-hmm. Okay? They have been lame, period. They are, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. Right. Came up lame. Yeah. Shoot it. There you go. Let's take some of that new ammo. Yeah. There, there we go. go. That telescoping fought, ammunition. Well, you know, the, the Army needs to test it out. They're not sure if they want to buy it. Who better? Who better to test mm-hmm. this on, okay, than something that's come up lame and, lame and needs to be shot anyway? And, you know, I speak of Congress. What a bunch of jackwads. They, they keep yep. doing this over and over, and the Trump supporters are the same way. They hate the moocher class. They hate the takers. Oh, these people are taking their money. Why don't you work for a living? They do. They're working three fucking jobs right now. You know, they can't get paid a decent wage. They're putting in 70 hours a week. Also, that people like Donald Trump can pay no taxes. Also, he can lose a billion dollars and keep right. everything. And right you know, now. when the rest of us lose all our money, we don't get to keep shit. Right. I don't, when you when you go broke, they take your fucking house. They take your house. They take your car. They, they, they you know, right. they, they put a lien on your bank accounts and stuff. Mm-hmm. They didn't do that to him. How come rich people go broke and still have everything? I don't know. Rich people going broke doesn't mean shit. Mm-hmm. They're, they're the only people who can take advantage of these tax laws that everybody right. thinks Donald Trump is so brilliant for, for, you know, for right. taking advantage of. Well, he's not brilliant. He's the guy that paid to write them in the first place. He paid mm-hmm. some people. They lobbied. They put these laws in place. You think that you or I want those laws there? We don't. The majority of Americans, 95% of Americans don't like those laws, don't like those tax laws. So – how come they're still there? Well, because the people right. who write the laws are paid by the people that they benefit the most. Sure. There it is. Welcome to the casino. Welcome to the Inside the Beltway Borgata and Lobbying Emporium. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable, these people. The, the hypocrisy is outlandish. All right. I, I literally, I just, I couldn't, I, I read these things, and Congress is a bunch of fucking pussy-ass motherfuckers. What a bunch of bitches. <laughs> You got punked. You got punked, Congress, and you just got you got punked. You were played like a fucking Stradivarius, all right? It's, oh, they get fucking played, man. And anybody, you know, and I saw these people. This is a good thing. This is a this is a win for the people. No, it's not. It's a win for lawyers. You asshole. Nobody's going to make money out of this but the lawyers. Nobody. Yep. Okay, particularly lawyers from Saudi Arabia. You know, Saudi Arabia is going to hire scad narps. You know, they're yeah. going to hire, you know, one of the big, the big law firms. They're going to hire, mm-hmm. you know, three D.C. law firms. They literally already 
Okay, when this is going on, it was interesting. Saudi Arabia actually hired two additional lobbying firms, put them on. I swear to God, oh, like wow. like the like two, two they are firms, two firms, firms. two lobbyists. No, I know two firms. Why? <laughs> Why? Uh, An individual? No, 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 no. I'm dizzy. I need a whole team working on it, me fleecing the American taxpayer. That's what they did. Yep. They hired more lobbyists. What world are these people living in where they think they're going to sue them in court? How long do you think that'll take? Just out of curiosity. Mm. You know, I had a friend of mine. He's a lawyer, and now he's a law professor at NYU. And I, this is many years ago. And he said to me, he goes, let me tell you something. If you've got enough money and you are indicted for second-degree murder, anything other than first-degree murder, mm-hmm. the second-degree murder on down, so I can keep you out of prison for years. Yeah. He's like, no problem. He said, two years minimum. Two years minimum before you see a day in jail. Wow. And the other thing is, of course, rich people can continue to pay lawyers to follow, sure. uh, to, to file appeals on their behalf. Right. You know, what's his name? Uh, Blagojevich did oh, that. Oh, God. Blagojevich did that. He basically <clears throat> had, you know, if you're rich, you just hire people. You know, literally, the legal system at this point has almost gotten, gotten down to where, same with the governor from Virginia. Mm-hmm. They finally threw out his case. Okay. Yep. But if somebody else, if you didn't have, how is it possible that you can be convicted of stealing money and still have that money? Yeah. And yeah. then use that money sure. to get off. Right. I hope somebody else here sees that problem. Yeah, because you got, you got these Son of Sam laws, you know, that uh, you oh, can't be criminal. God. And they with forfeiture laws, so if they catch you, and, and, you and know, they, if you're a you, drug dealer, they take all your stuff so you can't use that to defend yourself. But these other, if the other class not only of criminal. That, they, they go beyond that. Right. You don't even have, you have to prove. They don't have to prove that it's ill-gotten booty. You have to prove that, that it was legitimately that legit, right. So forget about right. guilt. You but, know, forget but about if you're that other kind of criminal, you yeah, know, right. the, the white-collar kind, yeah. then you can well, use like your drugs isn't a white-collar crime. Well, it is now. It depends. It depends. <laughs> They're trying to make it. Depends you on know, how you're doing it or, yeah, or what me, level you're at, I let guess. Let me tell you something. You make pot legal, you're going to wind up with a whole fuckload yep. of true white-collar that, criminals. You know? The white-collar criminals. Except, you know what? They're going to be the same guys that were wearing... What are those shirts? The four-pocket shirts you were telling me about? Oh, the Guayaberas. The Guayaberas. Yeah, These are guys that one day are going to be wearing Guayaberas, mm-hmm. and the next day they're going to be wearing hand-tailored shirts from Brooks Brothers. They're the same guys. Same people. Very nice Guayaberas, you know. Same people. Same um, people are going to rip you the fuck off. Okay? So all you Trump supporters out there, you're not Trump supporters. What you are are anti-Obama people. Just That's bigots. all it is. You just don't like Obama. And so yeah. you keep doing this, and you're fucking up the nation. You're killing it for the rest of us. You're costing the rest of us money. Oh, and by the way, you're costing yourself money, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Seriously. All these people, they want to complain about it. Meanwhile, bite off your nose despite your face much? It's not right. they have faces at all. Right. They're chewed up. And they, they, basically, ideologically, these people have been chewed up by fucking Hannibal. <laughs> ah. Hey, enough about that. What do you think? Let's chat more groove. I got groove. Yeah, baby. Shana Tova edition continues along unabated. Yeah. I'm going to pour myself another Manny on ice because that's nice. We continue with the Groovathon here on SoFloRadio.com.
Come on. 
think it's all some kind of game, don't you? Huh? You just walk in, you jerk the locals around, you put in who's ever paying you, and you leave. Well, it is no fucking game. Look, you are deciding who's running this country, who's running other countries. Now, I care about that. My clients have to deal with the consequences. You don't give a shit.
Oh, yeah, baby. One of my favorite songs by those guys. That's a teacher. That actually is not the original version from the album Benefit. Um, it's not? What is it? <laughs> okay, fucking it. <laughs> they actually, want, there's so, uh, they came out with living, uh, uh, a collection called Living in the Past, and there's a remaster reissue. They've now taken, you know, every rock band out there that has albums out, some of what they've done now is they, they've remastered them. I remember when I was working at Tower, that was the big thing where the... You know, you get the Japanese version, really thick vinyl, mm-hmm. very, very Ooh, thick. Yeah, hard to break. 
Well, it was just it was the, the grooves were deeper, so you got a better tonal range. The grooves were deeper. The grooves were deeper, this baby. On the show. Yeah, the, groove thing, the grooves are deeper. But that is a the, the version on uh, Living in the Past is a bit longer. But also, what I notice is that there's a there's more. Uh, you can hear the organ more. You can hear the other instruments more because you basically have four mm-hmm. guys in a band. Okay, but you can really hear. It's a fuller production. They really did remaster it. Mm. You know, so I like that. Before that point of Papyro's Dogs Rule the Night from God's Good God's Urge, which was their uh, second uh, release. Before that, a little clip from the movie Power. We opened up the show with uh, with the Richard Gere clip from the movie Power. That is um, Denzel Washington, mm. who plays a lobbyist for oil interests for Saudi Arabia, for, for Middle Eastern oil interests, mm-hmm. and... Uh, Richard Gere plays uh, somebody, his last name is St. John. And basically, these guys are people who get, they, they run campaigns. They're campaign right. managers. Okay. Okay. And basically, in this clip, what, towards the end of the movie, what happens is that uh, basically the oil guys um, trick one of St. John's longtime clients. Um, into having to, having to leave Congress, they they the guy went into business with the wife, and then things went out of control. So in order to keep that secret, he has to resign his seat. And moving into that seat is this guy who's basically a puppet for the oil industry, and they hire St. John to do it. And what they do is they basically intimidate him. And he finally comes back and says, "I'm not going to do it anymore." And that's when Denzel Washington goes, "You know, who you know, you basically you don't give a fuck." You don't care. Democrats, Republicans, we don't care. Mm-hmm. He's like, my job is to get you elected. Once you're in, you can do anything your conscience tells you to do. He's like, I don't care what your policies are. Right. He's like, all I care about is winning. After that, I'm gone. You're on your own. And that's what he's saying. He's like, you know, you just walk in, jerk the locals around a little bit. <laughs> you don't give a shit. Which, of course, he's right. He doesn't. Before that... um, Tori Amos, Father Lucifer. Now, that is the Silk Screen remix. That is from a uh, – she – during the course of her uh, uh, her career, she released a lot of albums, you know, um, songs for Pele and, you know, Pele and stuff like that. But she also has a series. It was kind of a trend going on where people would release just a five-song EP. We were talking mm-hmm. about this with uh, – um, uh, what's the name of that band? Uh, she Sells Santa the Cult. Okay, cult. We were saying, wouldn't it be nice if instead of releasing albums, they just released four song EP, EPs because mm-hmm. every album's got four good songs and the other yeah. six suck. Right. There you <laughs> go. Okay. But what what the trend was here is they would like take two songs, they give you like three versions of one and two versions of the other. And this one, I think, there's four versions of one song, and then there's two versions of that, which is Father Lucifer. That came out in '99 and got me thinking about uh, what it reminded me of was the Billy Idol album, Vital Idol, where he took every single... It's all remixes, and every... Mm. You have to have a name. There has to be a, a moniker. Okay. A, a, you know, a name of the remix. So this was the Silkscreen remix, and I remember it was, um, the, the remix that I remember was called... The, it was, I can't remember what song it was. It was the Rub-A-Dub-Dub remix. Mm. Everything's got a name. Yeah. And Moni Moni, he does a cover of Moni Moni, uh, the okay. Tommy James mm-hmm. yeah. song. Okay? And on the U.S. version of Vital Idol, it's the downtown mix. But on the Japanese edition, it's the Hung Like a Pony mix. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> <laughs> I 
subtle. I do the research so you don't have to, baby. The hung like a pony mix. You want that action. Go get the Jap edition. We love that. Before that, yeah, boy, old school, straight up. Schoolie D, I'm a black enough for you. I uh, was putting together a friend of mine, like, his his cable he wasn't gonna have cable for like a week. Okay. He had no cable for a week. He's like, dude, you got any movies? Yeah, he's some music. So I gave him the Abe Ferrara double feature with uh, you know King of New York and Bad Lieutenant, oh, along with along oh. with Sicario. Uh, uh, Sicario, mm-hmm. great movie. Also, the other, you know what I just watched? I just yeah. watched this. Uh, I've got it for you. As a matter of fact, I have it saved for you right here. I brought it with me. What's that? The Infiltrator, Ooh. which is excellent, excellent. Okay. And I'll tell you, John Leguizamo. He's always good. He he's he. I I saw him do his one man show in New York. Yeah, it was. He's great. Yeah, he's great. It was in it's some. It was an off Broadway theater. It was very. Mm. It was nice and quiet. You know, it wasn't one of these huge. Like I just went and saw Book of Mormon. That's Broadway theater, man. Big huge theater. When I saw Leguizamo doing his show, um, it was small, a couple hundred people at most, mm-hmm. and it was nice. He, he does a good job of that. He's really good. In this movie. It's a very good movie, The Infiltrator. And it's a true story, and it really does show the one thing I have said all along. Okay, If you want to get rid of drug cartels and drug barons, don't go after the drugs. Go after the money. Sure. It's the banks. It's the bank. When our banks, all they right. got is piles of cash kicking off the set. The jam, Pity Poor Alfie, remixed into Fever. I had that originally as a 12-inch, a four-song EP. Actually, it was a three-song. Those two were on one side, and I can't remember what was on the other side. But I always thought that was a great mix, the way they, they get the horns to go from Pity Poor Alfie into Fever. So I wrote down a couple of things real quick before we go into the drive groove. I was doing kind of an imagine thing. Imagine if. Imagine if there were no polls. Mm-hmm. No polls. And imagine if neither candidate was allowed to talk about the other, about their opponent. Mm-hmm. They could only talk about themselves and their ideas. They couldn't even mention their opponent's name. Right. Imagine if there were no campaign ads allowed. If right. nobody mm-hmm. could spend money trying to influence you. Right. Okay, through ads. Right. Basically, through, excuse me, not to misinform you. Sure. It's it's not information. It's misinformation. Sure. Or okay. or, or appeal to your emotions or, because well, it really oh, yeah, not, yeah, it's not absolutely. about that. The, the ads are very visceral. Put the, case, put the case forward. And then the last thing I wrote down, and this is the one that you, you liked. When yeah. I said, imagine if campaign promises had to be made under sure. oath. And and that's under a new one. I've heard penalty of law. I've heard some of the other ones before. I told you that's that's actually how it is in other countries. It is. You know, depending you some imagine? of those elements. But oh boy, sport would. Oh we boy, were, talk about sport popping sport. a chubby baby. Yeah, I think about that, and I sport would. That's porno to me. That's porno. That's the Tracy Lords of ideas right there. Make it actionable. That's give a teeth. Oh man. Yeah. You know, I always wonder about it because, you know, Congress is like, you know, we're going to hold you in contempt. Congress says they want to yeah. hold, you know, they, they, they subpoena somebody. They, they take, you know, they, they are required to tell the truth before Congress under mm-hmm. penalty of perjury and under penalty of contempt of Congress. And my first thought was, boy, the, the yabos yeah. on somebody sitting uh, mm-hmm. as a member of Congress saying, you know, saying that somebody else is showing that board contempt when in fact – there is yet to be an instrument developed that can measure the level of contempt the average citizen has for Congress. Right. They don't care. They don't care. Right. Because they're, they're not life. held. Right. You know, it's Cuomo who said we uh, campaign in poetry and govern in prose. Mm-hmm. Well, in this case, we campaign in poetry and we govern in fantasy. Mm-hmm. I mean, in fantasy land. Because there is no governing. There's no right. governing going on. I don't know what these guys are doing, man. Feathering their own nest for, for sure. 
in any event, time for the drive groove, baby. Yo, time for me to take care of the people who take care of me. Oh, Justin, just saw Dave. Yo, there's some cars. There's a 69 Camaro in his shop right now. Oh. Yeah. Lord have mercy upon my soul. <laughs> okay. Got the Woody up there. He's got the... Uh, 55 Nomad, but it's 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 not a Nomad. It's, it's like a longer version of a Nomad. There, I went in there. You know, he does the uh, does quick. He just sent me a note because one of my windshield wipers is. He's like, oh, that's dead. I'm already another. So that just came in. So I got to stop by there. Nice stop on the way home. Yeah, Precision Auto Works though. Nine five four two four seven nine three six two. Dave, he's Dave Carey. He's got a uh, he's got another. Uh, he's got a guy. He's working with him now. His kid. Okay, good kid. Excellent. Learning. You know, he's training. You know, people, there's a skill. There's sure. an actual skill, and Dave's the guy you want to learn from. Dave is, when it comes to cars, the guy's fucking MacGyver. He's MacGyver. The roll of tin foil, okay, and he'll build you a car. Right. Tool and die guy. And the guy who's at the shop right next to him is like a bodywork uh, hot rod guy. Okay? okay. So once a month, he does his uh, drive-in. This is a cruising, cruising. That's what it's called, a cruising. Well, all these people come in in their really nice cars and stuff. And I do. I saw some of those cars at the the cruising two cruisings ago. Wow, just every you turn and go. Wow, look at that. Whoa, look at that. It was like going to Barrett Jackson. Mm-hmm. Literally going to the Barrett Jackson. Like going to Meekum Auction. Better than that. Barrett Jackson's actually better. So it is absolutely. I swear, it is the place where people who love their cars take their cars. You can go to the SoFloRadio dot com. Website. Click on the box that says Tony C's Groovathon. When you get to my page, you're going to see every show I've ever done. All of them available to be downloaded and listened to for free. Above every show is every song played on that show. And at the very top of that list, you will see a link for Precision Auto Works, Pompano Beach, Florida. If you're down here in the Florida area, if you're down here in Broward or Dade County, Abs or Palm Beach County for that matter, all three of those counties. If you're on, you know, get on 95, get off on Atlantic, Andrews, the third, round the corner. It's Literally two minutes off Atlantic Avenue, two minutes off 95 when you get there. It's nice and easy to get to, big air-conditioned shop. And the most important thing, Dave does the job. My my boy Tom Simioli, mm-hmm. his, his, his dad unfortunately passed away, brought in his Lexus. Mm-hmm. Dad's Lexus is like, every light on the dashboard's on. <laughs> That's what he said to me. He goes, every light on the dashboard is on. I was like, does it drive? He goes, yeah, it still drives. I said, well, then drive it over to Dave. Right. Okay. Now, he got an estimate from this other guy here in Hollywood. 2700 2700 was the estimate. Dave, two and a quarter. Wow. Two and a quarter. Two and a quarter. Yeah. Way to save somebody $2,500. Okay. Go in there. You mentioned the Groovathon. There is a discount involved. Dave's going to take care of you. You're not going to need it. Okay. You're not like I didn't just represent that. You know what that means, of course. It is absolutely time for the drive group. I am, I've got some really good stuff today. The final song in the drive group is one that I'm, particularly happy about it's a lady named samantha fisher played her a couple shows ago mm-hmm. but it is one of the best versions if i put a spell on you but we're going to kick it off with carmine Apsy's guitar zeus fee and this one features king's x guitar shredder ty tabor yeah it's a drive groove on soflowradio.com
Samantha Fish doing one of the best versions of a favorite song of mine. I put a spell on you, you know, the Screaming Jay Hawkins tune. That is live. Uh, from came out in about 2014. You can get that on Facebook and stuff. She's got a lot of live stuff out. Right. That is dynamite. Um, she does covers. Uh, she does a great version of the song "Killing Floor." Absolutely fantastic. That song, when I first heard it, I just thought, you know, I hadn't heard it done. Mm-hmm. Like that, and she's one of those. Uh, there's there's this uh, album that came out, like two chicks playing guitar, or guitar chicks, or something like that. She's mm-hmm. one of the one of the chicks. Like she's fabulous, fabulous. Samantha Fish. So you definitely want to get some of that before that. Coliseum too. The Inquisition, and that is from War Dance. One of my favorites here, little Gary Moore. Shout out for that. Kazumi Watanabe and Larry Coryell doing Spain. That's a uh, Originally a Chikoria track, he did that from uh, Light as a Feather, I think, is when uh-huh. that first came out. I've got, no no, no joke, five different versions of that song. I have five different versions of the song Spain. Okay, that's just one of them. I have two by Altamiola, two by Chikoria, this one. I've got, as a matter of fact, I've got to have at least six, because now I can think of another one. I've got a McLaughlin one. Yeah, a lot of versions mm-hmm. of that song. And uh-huh. kicking off the set, Carmine Apsi's Guitar Zeus, I played some stuff. Uh, from that album, this is you know where Carmine Absey basically gets a whole bunch of guitar players, you know, one different one on each song, and this one's got Ty Tabor uh, from King's X. Um, I just you know was uh, in New York and saw the band that he's in with Rob Morgenstein and, and John Young, uh, the Jelly Jam, and so I got I had a chance to chat with him. I said that uh, I described the music uh, from the Jelly Jam as post grunge progressive, which he seemed to enjoy very. He's like, wow, okay, I got you, yeah, post grunge <laughs> because it's because these guys are all progressive rock and rollers, and yet they get that that fucking grunge sound, but it's rocky. You right. know, it's got that mm-hmm. stuff in there. You know, it's, uh, the the end of that song has a bit of that. It, it just reminds me of Steve Howe, circa Relayer. But that's for for all you people that you know. I this is the curse um, that I suffer from, which is I can't hear a song without thinking about what other song it reminds me of. Right. Right. Well, and but the blessing is when you hear one that doesn't. I know. Well, that's very all, novel. But it, I tell people happen, right? all the time, you're like, oh, this is new music. No, but it's yeah, recently recorded music. music. You can, you can, uh, right. You, you put it together. Yeah, so in two songs in the, uh, in the drive groove, actually, drum 
oriented, uh, run by drummers, Carmine Apsey, of course, from mm-hmm. Fudge, one of the great drummers out there. Coliseum 2 was a band that was put together by a guy named John Heinzman. Okay. Um, it's Gary Moore on guitars. That's the, the, the you know, Don mm-hmm. Airy uh, on keyboards on Coliseum 2. He's now with Deep Purple. He's played with, with everybody. Hey, yo. Yo, yo. Check it, baby. 5777, getting off to the grooviest of stars. This is how you start. This is how you kick off your year. That's right. Hashem, happy, happy Hashem be year. praised. Hashem be praised. You know, you know the boy's up there getting his groove swirl on. As mm. I've said before, if there is a God, he ain't religious. That's one thing I know. But I'd like to think that there's a loving God up there. And if there's a loving God up there, you know one of the things he loves is good groove. There ain't right no on. way around that, baby. Nope. There ain't no way around it. It's a Sonatova kind of day. Yo, had a lot of fun. Going to come back in two weeks. Going to try and do the exact same thing again, except just a little bit better. By then, we will have all been inscribed in the Book of Life. Right on. Hopefully, so far, so good. Yeah. I was like, what, you want me to blow the chauffeur? No, the chauffeur. The chauffeur. Can I, can I just tip him instead yeah, like usual? I'm not. <laughs> Look, he's a good driver and everything. No, I mean, how good? How good can he drive? How good can he drive? Well, when you right. you know you want to blow the show for man, give me a break. So I uh, hope we bite in. You know, Yom Kippur will be in between now and then. Shout out to my friend Kathy Welker. There you, Kathy. Uh, her birthday today. Happy birthday, Kathy. Hey, uh-huh. st- you like do I stick that one in there? I was like, hey, birthday of the year. Yeah, boom, baby. Oh, uh, yeah. Had a good time doing this one. We're going to get you out of here with little Isley Brothers get into something, as always, for myself and the master. Yeah, yeah. All right. As always, it is peace. Aloha. Happy New Year, Mom.
live from the beautiful city of Hollywood, Florida, USA. This is SoFloRadio.com. 